Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Yeah, well, these people seem to sit and say, I'm really, un- I'm really unhappy with X but then stay doing X. So I don't believe they're truly actually unhappy. What you'll notice if you live life long enough is that somebody will sit and say to you, I'm unhappy being a loser. You say, why are you a loser? I just sit at home and play video games seven days a week. And you're like, okay. And maybe three days of the week, they're unhappy doing that. But four days of the week, they don't really, it doesn't really bother them. It doesn't really bother them. Because if it bothered them seven days a week, guess what? They would fix it. Correct. So I have very little sympathy for people. And that's not because I'm not a nice person, but it's because I've been so hard on myself and I've been through so many things that were difficult. And I've been through so much pain and trauma myself. Some of it self-inflicted, some of it given to me by God to make me a better person. But I've been, I've been so difficult on myself. It's very hard for me to look at somebody who's refused to be difficult on themselves and see them as my equal or feel sympathy or pity for them. Why would I feel pity for somebody who took the easy route when I took the hardest possible route? I took the hardest possible way to be the man I am and you were too big of a and now you want me to feel sorry for you I don't feel sorry for you I don't feel sorry for these people because as a man you can be anything you decide you want to be that's the beauty of being a male you can build your character completely from the ground up just like a video game every single thing about me that people respect I built I was not born a world champion kickboxer I was not born this intelligent or intellectual I was not born this rich I was not born this strong I was not born this confident I was not born this interesting. I was not born this charismatic and humble and gorgeous and tall and strong and sexy. I was not born none of these things. I became these things myself. Hey, Andrew. Um, so how do I get like a six pack? What's the best, fastest way to get a six pack? Why does it have to be quick? Why does it have to be easy? Why do you think life is all quick and easy? Why can't it be hard and difficult? Why can't you suffer? Because suffering is what gives it value. If everyone had a six pack and it was quick and easy, then it wouldn't be valuable, would it? If everyone walked around with a quick six pack and they got it easily, no one would give a shit. The whole point is that it's difficult to get. Value is linked to difficulty. If you want something that is valuable, you need something which is difficult to obtain. The fact that you just said you wanted it quick and easily shows that your whole mental model is fucked. You shouldn't be thinking about quick and easy. You should be thinking about hard suffering pain, going through it. That's what you should be thinking about. This is going to be hard, but I'm going to do it anyway. Because when it is done, then everyone's going to know that I went through something difficult. Why do you want it to be quick and easy? Lessons and trauma and the more you go through, the better of a man you are. And if you were to find the best men on the planet, I guarantee they've been through a bunch of terrible things. And you can use that trauma to become a better person or you can let that trauma consume you and destroy you. But I thank God for all of it because 
it gave me endless power to become the person I am. If, you, if you're truly, if you're truly angry or truly unhappy, then you can't sleep. And if you can't sleep, then you get twice as many hours as everybody else. You become monumentally successful. So, it's an, there's advantages. <laughs> there's advantages to difficult things. Mm. I am glad for everything that happened to me. I wouldn't change a thing. Thank God for all of it. So, tr truthfully, I think I've been unlucky. I've been blessed. The reason I talk about these things is not to tell people I've had a hard life. It's to make it clear to people who are complaining about their own lives that the bad things that are happening to you are what you need to become the man that you want to be. I can't talk about women because I'm not one. I actually think trauma is terrible for women because it masculinizes them. They become cold and that's not attractive, right? We want feminine, pure, protected women. I don't want a woman to ever go through anything bad in her life. I think a man should go through it for her and protect her because I think that's how she's her best self as a woman. But I think to be your best self as a man is the absolute opposite. When someone emails me and says, this has happened to me, I'm like, good. No, what do you mean good? It's terrible. How else are you going to become important? How else are you going to find endless fire to get up and struggle in the face of the competition that's out here in the world? How else are you ever, you're going to do all that with a nice cushy life? If any man's honest with himself, think about the biggest transformative stages in your life. Think about the times you got the most work done. It was a bad part of your life. You were heartbroken or, you know, you lost a house or broke or whatever. That's when you did shit. When everything was fine, when the woman's still sucking dick, the, the, the mortgage is paid, dinner's on time, it's kind of doop-de-doop-de-doo, little by little, do a little bit of work, do a little bit of relax. But the big events come from trauma. This is it. So it's a cheat code. It's a cheat code to climb the mountain. I think we're here to struggle and to learn. I don't think we're here to be happy. I think we're here to do important things and important things are gonna be difficult and they're gonna be hard and you're gonna get frustrated, but that's what gives you purpose. That's why when we keep going back to the happy argument, I've always found that kind of frustrating and annoying. Yeah. Someone goes, oh, but I wanna be happy. Why? Why? Like, I, Why do you wanna sit there and laugh? Like, like you're, you were happy your entire childhood. That's your happy days. You're allowed to be happy as that's a kid. Right. It's all over now, right? You, you're a man. Anyone who's chasing happiness, I think that's a very feminine frame. I understand why some women just want to be happy. I think I don't know the, how it feels to be a girl because I'm not one. But no. in my experience, I know women who just want to be happy. Yeah. Girls just want to have fun. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> but you're a man, right? And if you're a man, then it's absolutely not a different experience of life. I, I think we're here to struggle. I think we're here to endure pain. Yeah. I think we're here to just see how hard we are to kill. I think that going through terrible things and living through them and, and coming out the other side is one of the most fantastic things about being human. It's, it's almost like once you understand what life is really about, there's no emotion which isn't enjoyable. The only emotional state which can be seen as detrimental is feeling nothing at all. But if you're sitting at home and you're feeling truly heartbroken, at least you're feeling something, right? I think this is what God wants from us, from all of us. It doesn't matter what the adversary is. It doesn't matter how much you're hurt by it. You need to allow it to motivate you to push harder and, and show your power um, and show your resilience. And even before I, I, I became Islamic, I very much understood that when bad things happen to me, this is a lesson from the universe or from God or from the creator to, to, to stand up and show who I am and who I can be and to mm. take all of the pain and anguish and disappointment and yeah. heartbreak and yeah. all of this and yeah. turn it into a force I can use for good and to make myself a better person. And I think if you don't approach life this way, that you're always going to struggle because life is hard for everybody. It's going to be hard. It doesn't matter who you are or what you do. You need to be resilient to it.
ask people, people have these beliefs. Doesn't matter what their belief is. Doesn't matter, they believe in something. I say, where did you get that belief from? And they don't know. Where did you get that belief? Who told you that? And does that person have your best interests at heart? Think about it. Think about all the things you truly believe. Think where you learn it and think if that person actually gives a fuck about you. Because the only thing you should be learning from is personal experience from people who genuinely care about you and love you. Most people are out here believing things and repeating things that were told to them by people who don't even fucking like them, by their enemies. Everyone's mind is fundamentally fucked, all of it. Look at me. I'm a guy who decided to conquer social media. I blinked, I cured my brain, I used basic indefatigability, I used perspicacity, I used compendiousness, I used my mind, and I focused, and I fucking conquered the world a few short months. It's not difficult, there's just no competition, because everybody's fucking distracted. They're getting distracted by this, distracted by that, watching fucking Netflix jerking off to Pornhub like fucking jackasses. It's so easy to win if you can control your own mind. But it seems that nobody fucking can. I can't imagine truly wanting to quit something and not being able to quit. I can't imagine it. Like, I, when I talk to people who say, I want to quit smoking, I say, when? They go, oh, well, soon. Well, that means you don't want to quit. You want to keep smoking for a while and quit later. Like, I could quit cigars today. Like, it wouldn't even plague my mind. Like, if I wanted to quit, I'd quit. I, I can't imagine a, a mind frame or a mindset where I want to do something and can't do it. Right? Life is hierarchical. There's always going to be kings and there's always going to be peasants. If you have a mind that you can't control, then you're never going to be a king. You're going to be a peasant. That's your life. You have a peasant's life ahead of you and that's your, that's your destiny. Enjoy. Right? There's always been peasants. That's life. But I, I believe that the most important thing you can do as a man is, is to gain control of your mind. Once you have control of your mind, life is so ridiculously easy. It's, it's so ridiculously easy. It's so easy to be in. People say to me, Tate, you're in good shape. But all you do is drink vodka and travel the world. You're never even home. You never even have a gym. How do you do it? It's ridiculously easy if you control your mind. If I decide to do a thousand pushups, I'll do them. Maybe I have to do them one at a time. Maybe I'll get tired. Maybe I need a break. I'm going to do a thousand because I said I'm going to do a thousand. It's not fucking hard. Everyone knows what they're supposed to do. Once you control your mind, it's easy, right? Getting over a breakup with that bitch. You miss that girl, you're upset, you miss her with all your heart, da, da, da. But once you realize she's gone, if you control your mind, she's gone now. She's gone now, gonna miss her. That's a shame. Off to the gym. You, you either control your mind or you don't. If you cannot control your own mind, then you are just a feather in the wind of life. Because your own mind is the only thing you can control. You can't control the weather. Right. You can't control people. You can't even control whether your heart stops beating. You might have a heart attack tomorrow. You can't control anything besides what you think. If you cannot control your own mind, then you go through life with zero control, zero influence. You can't control anything. You're just a feather in the wind waiting for life to blow you from happy place to sad place to happy place to sad place, completely hoping on the gods to be fortunate to you because if any genuine discomfort comes your way, you're fucked. It is trained like everything else in life. You need to live like God is always watching. You may wow. have the opportunity to do something bad or you may have the opportunity to steal some money or snake somebody, but in the end, you're going to pay for that and the bill will be paid. Mm -hmm. I think if you do the right thing, in my experience, if you're a person who does the right thing, firm handshake, is on time, doesn't lie to anybody, 
does what he's supposed to do, is honest with a good heart, is genuinely polite to everyone he meets. If you are that person, you get very far in life. I have ne- I've yet to meet people who just do all the simple things right, who completely fail at life. But I've met a lot of people who snake or steal some money and they get really rich, then they lose it all, or they get rich and end up a gambling addict or depressed or etc. So you have to just understand that God is always watching. He's going to reward you in the end. That's the first thing. And the second thing I will say is that you are the sum of the five people you spend the most time with and you mm. need to create your reality. I think the biggest problem with young people today is that they don't create the realities heavily enough. The people that they want to spend most time with aren't adding any value to their lives. And then they end up wondering why they don't get it. When I tell people that you are the sum of the five people you spend the most time with, everyone agrees. They go, yeah, that's probably true. The, people, the five people you spend the most time with that's what you're going to end up like. They say, yeah, that's true. And then they continue to hang around with people who they don't want to be. Why? You have, there has to be a point. There has to be a point where you sit and go, okay, you're my friends, et cetera, et cetera. I love you guys. Yeah, we can talk, whatever. But I'm on a different life path. You have to leave some people behind. If you were to come hang out with me and you were in a room with me and my five friends, you'd feel, you'd feel self-conscious. You're right. You don't feel self with your friends. If you were to come hang around with me and my crew, you would be self-conscious. And that self-consciousness would motivate you or they would certainly instill the discipline required for you to change. You don't feel self-conscious amongst your peers. That's why you don't change. If you were to get in a room and you're the only person who ain't a fucking monster, you'd want to become a monster. Do you have something to prove? I think everybody on the planet has something to prove. If you walk through life and feel like you have nothing to prove, then you're a fucking loser. If you wake up each day and go, I don't owe anybody anything, I don't have to prove anything to anybody, then you are a loser because you are absolutely not being correct. You must prove yourself to other people. You must prove yourself to your bloodline. You must prove yourself to God. God hates the lazy. He can't stand them. If he gives you all these genetic dispositions and these natural God-given gifts, if you have two arms and two legs and you can think and you're not trying your absolute best, that's the reason you're not lucky. He doesn't like you. He likes the people which show him the beauty of his own creation. He likes to give somebody building blocks and then to build something amazing. It's the best thing about being a man, you get to build who you are. God loves to see that. Those people, for some reason, seem to be enormously lucky, right? The person who goes, I don't have to prove anything to God. I don't owe all of my ancestors any effort. You know, for 5,000 years, people were dodging saber-toothed tigers and catching the plague and running from Genghis Khan just for my stupid ass to be born. I don't owe them anything. I don't owe them a thing because I want to play video games. These people are fucking losers. You should walk through earth with force inside of you. If I walk, as I walked into this hotel reception, everybody looked. Not because they know who I am, but because as I move, even if, even if it's behind their head, people feel something. It's, it's an energy that comes from brutal competence. That's what happens when a predator walks in a room. You pay attention next time you're in a restaurant. If a man who's truly dangerous walks in, nearly every other man kind of looks up at the same time. You feel it. You need to or you don't survive. We've evolved with that to live. That's who I am. I couldn't imagine not being that man. I've done that because I've been trying to prove myself to my lineage my entire life. I wake up every day with something to prove. I have hundreds of millions of dollars. I wake up and they fuck more. I'm in fantastic shape, four times world champion, fighting the matrix out here by myself more. I will have to be braver. I must try harder. I, all I do is prove myself. 
So when I hear people go, I don't have nothing to prove, then you're a fucking loser. Peasants have never felt like they needed to prove anything, but kings felt like they needed to go and conquer land. Isn't that co it's coincidental that the king who already had it all felt like he needed to go to some far flung land and conquer it and take it and prove he's the king. But the peasants, oh, I don't have to prove nothing to nobody. You're a fucking loser then, you're a dummy. I absolutely and utterly completely have everything to prove to everybody all of the time. That's who I am. I will prove anything to anybody. If I sit and say X, I will prove it to anyone. I can be checked at any time. And their ancestors who fought fucking saber-toothed tigers or escaped the, the Mongol hordes or managed to dodge bombs in the Second World War, all the shit they went through just for this fucking cretin to be born and to look at him, look at who he is, listen to his life story, listen to what he does on a day-to-day -day basis, and they would feel nothing but fucking shame. Your ancestors did all that shit, all that struggling to survive, hunting, hunting and gathering, fucking avoiding enemies, anything it took, dying at age 30 from a tooth infection, all the crap they went through just for you to be born so you could smoke weed and jack off. That's what your ancestors died for. That's what they worked so hard for. That's who you are. That's the end of your fucking bloodline. Do you feel no shame? It's fucking shameful. My ancestors will look at me and think everything we went through was fucking worth it. Your ancestors will look at most of these people, their ancestors look at them and feel nothing but fucking disgust. Well, I guarantee even their fucking living relatives, their living parents aren't even proud of them. Like the fuck, your own father's ashamed of you and you don't even feel fucking motivated to do shit. It's a fucking shame. If you were to go and look your father in the eye and said, you know what, I could have been a fucking, I could have been a UFC champion. I could have been a multimillionaire. I could have been a race car driver. I could have been a fucking nuclear physicist. I could have done all these things, but I was busy on Pornhub. You think he's gonna be proud of you? Fuck no. Fuck no. And, and there's men here who will deny it, right? There's men who will go, no, 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 no. But those are the ones who are most lost. And they should look in the mirror, look deep in their own eyes and say, yes, I'm fucking disgusting. I can change this. That's the beauty about being a man. If you're disgusting, you can change it. That's the beauty. There's nothing stopping you changing it. You're right. You must accept it. You must accept it first. Most of these people, what they do is they hang around with other disgusting people, and then they're a little group of disgusting people, and they think, well, I'm not disgusting. Everyone's disgusting, and this is normal, and it's normal to be a fucking jerk-off. Not in my world, it isn't. It's not, it's not, it's not normal to be a fucking jerk-off in my world. It's the things, it's the denial that's going to hold you back the most. The people who go, yes, I'm wasting my potential. Those are the ones who have potential. The ones who stand up and go, I am wasting my potential. I could be anything and I am not that yet. They have a chance. The men who go, well, no, actually, I'm fine. They're fucked. They're inside the matrix, fully slave-minded. They're a waste of time. But if you sit there and go, you know what? Yeah, I am wasting my potential. Yes, I can be more than I am. Even if I'm already great, I can be better. As good as I am, I still I still push myself to the limit every single fucking day. I have every single thing a man could possibly want. I'm still pushing myself. This is your prerogative as a man, but you need to be instilled with a sense of duty, duty to your bloodline. You must want it. You need to want it deep inside your soul. I can't die as anything less than emperor. It's, it's my destiny. There are duties that men must fulfill, whether to God or to your bloodline. Say, I didn't say depression isn't real. I said, feeling depressed is real. But the idea that depression is gonna strike you in your mind and there's nothing you can do about it, isn't real. When you believe in something, you give it power. 
So I tried to say that when I fell at my lowest and I achieved the most I've ever achieved in my life, the reason I was capable of doing that is because I didn't believe in the paradigm of being a depressed person. I just believe that this is how I currently feel and fuck it, I'm gonna do whatever it takes to get my life to be better. I don't even give a shit about right and wrong. You can tell me depression's, you can give it to me with every scientific proof in the world, depression, blah, blah. I refuse to believe in things that take my power away from me. I only, I'm only gonna construct a mental model that allows me to be as powerful as possible. If believing in the idea of depression is gonna take my own power away, then I won't believe in it. I don't wanna believe in things that make me weak. So when people email me and they still say, I'm depressed, I'm depressed, I'm depressed. And what's funny is this, I talk to them and they desperately defend the idea of depression. I'm like, my friend, you just told me you're too depressed to be successful and depression has destroyed your life and you lost your girl. I'm telling you that enemy, the enemy in your life isn't real. And you're now sending me 10 emails a week trying to convince me that your enemy is a real thing. And they're defending it because it's a cure all excuse. Depression or sadness is a cure-all excuse for men to use for failure. You get to roll out, be fat, be out of shape, be broke, be unimportant with no girlfriend. And instead of the world thinking you're a loser, you get to say, I'm not a loser, I'm depressed. It's a shield. And I say, that's why you don't want to lose your shield. Because now you have accountability. Now you have performance to cop out. Fuck it off. I don't give a shit if it's real or not. We're not about that. We're talking about success here. Get rid of your excuses. Stop defending the thing that's ruined your life and get to fucking work. And every time anyone has ever listened to me in history, ever, every single one of them's transformed their lives and messaged me positive messages afterwards. Every single fucking time. That's why I'm, I'm anti-antidepressant. Because that pill ain't gonna fix you the way becoming the man you wish you were is gonna fix you. Conquest is all life's ever been for men. This is what men have an innate desire to conquer. Why did the Romans wake up, melt rocks, make swords, and walk in random directions. They didn't have Google Maps. They didn't have a fucking clue where they were going. (laughs) Random directions to find some other group of people and fuck them up and take their shit. Why? Conquest. This is a conquer. Why did Genghis Khan ride his ass from Mongolia all the way to fucking Vienna? It's a long way. Why? Conquer. Men are born with this innate desire to conquer. It's inside of us. They're trying to suppress it. They're trying to distract it away from you, tell you that you're wrong. You're toxically masculine. You shouldn't want to conquer. You should want to sit at home and be tolerant. No, you shouldn't. You should want to conquer shit. Doesn't matter if you do it fiscally and make as much money as possible. Doesn't matter if you do it in the gym, lifting as much weight as possible. Doesn't matter if you try and become as big as possible on the internet. You need to find out a way to conquer Earth and conquer. So the only thing that's going to make you happy as a man, only thing that's going to make you intrinsically happy is conquest. Nothing else. If you're depressed, it's because you don't conquer shit. Conquer something. Get up and do it. It doesn't have to be a negative at all. You can do it in a very, very positive way. I understand very, very well heartbreak. Every man does. Because every man deals with heartbreak and deals with sadness, but how you use that energy is the differentiator between humans, right? You are feeling the same pain that many men have felt. I, as a man, everybody, man, every man out there has had his heart broken and understands how difficult it is as a man. But the difference between me and you, and perhaps some of the other men out there, is that certain men take that anguish and ter- take that sadness and understand that energy cannot be destroyed. It can only be converted and use it to build themselves into a man of absolute standing and power, as opposed to sitting around jerking off. I became me through tedious, arduous, difficult, never-ending work. You are wasting your time. You are a waste. You are wasting your energy. Heartbreak is unlimited motivation. 
when I was, if I was heartbroken, it's been a very long time, but if I was heartbroken, I'd be in the gym every morning. I'd be a beast. I'd be running. I'd be working. I couldn't sleep. I'd be an absolute animal. And you're heartbroken. And what are you doing? Jerking off like a fucking dumbass. Every single man out here, if you're upset that your girl's leaving you, God is reminding you that you aren't worth shit. So God just broke your heart on purpose to show you that the way you're living your life and the man you are simply are not good enough. What have you changed since? Nothing. Fucking nothing. You think God's going to forgive you for no reason? You think God's going to go, it's fine. He hasn't learned his lesson. He hasn't changed. He isn't even trying very hard. He's not up early in the gym. He ain't doing nothing. It's fine. Let's just let him fall in love and let's make sure the girl doesn't fuck someone else on OnlyFans this time. No, sir. This is going to repeat endlessly. It's a cycle that will not fucking change until you take the message from God and become the man you're supposed to be. You need to get up and work so hard that even in the eyes of God, he is proud of you. We live in a comfortable world now where people think, oh, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. But you know what? To some degree, it does matter. It does matter, and I'm gonna tell you who it matters to. It matters to your soul and it matters to God. I stand in the mirror with a pure heart. I know I am the best version of me that could possibly ever exist. I know that God is proud of me. There's nothing that God hates more than sloth and laziness. If God were to create a man and that man were to sit around and do fuck all, God will frown upon you. It's why you're never lucky. If you're listening to this and you think I'm never lucky, I'll tell you why. Because God dislikes you because you're fucking lazy. Start to work. Start to show God the beauty of his own creations. You'd be amazed how lucky you'll become. God is unhappy with these people. And inside their hearts, they're unhappy. We talk about depression, anxiety. That comes from self-loathing. You loathe your own weakness. You loathe your own laziness. This is what all of these things are. I don't feel depression. How can I feel depression when I'm the most powerful version of me that I could ever fucking be? How can I feel depression when I can squeeze my own hand hard enough to break my own bones? How can I feel depression when I've smashed and destroyed 68 people's faces in front of me? Men who thought they could test me in fair combat. How can I feel depressed? It's impossible. Now that I'm out of jail, am I happy I went to jail? I think I learned a lot in jail. I think I learned a lot. So if God is the best of planners, perhaps he put me in there to learn something. I have to believe it's going to make me a better person. Why else would I, why else did I go? What did I go for? To waste three months? To stare at a wall for three months? Is that why I went to jail? No, I must have gone to jail to become a better person. I must have learned something. I have to self-analyze and find the lessons and pick it out. And I think a lot of people don't do that with all the bad situations in their life. And regardless of whether you went to jail or a woman left you or your business failed, whatever it is, you need to analyze the entire situation and say, okay, what can I learn? There's a, there's a big pile of shit here, but there must be a little bit of gold inside. It's all happened now. And I, I don't see the point in looking at it in a negative way. Could I have prevented it happening by being less fantastic? Well, perhaps. But Nelson Mandela went to jail and Muhammad Ali went to jail and Malcolm X went to jail and MLK went to jail. And when you tell the truth about the world, you're going to do a bit of jail. It's kind of just part of it, I guess. If you imagine something truly and fully, if you truly completely imagine it to a degree, your body will react to it. Let me give you an example. 
If you truly imagined yourself at war, day after day, you imagined yourself under attack, defeating the Matrix agents, you're top G, you're walking through life, the agents are coming, you're doing Aikido and you're destroying them, and you're the most powerful man in the world. If you truly imagined that and felt it in your mind to the point where you thought you were there and you felt it in your body, I would guarantee you, after X amount of time, you would have a higher testosterone level and your muscles would be stronger than if you didn't. I will guarantee you that. Every night I dream of freedom and then I open my eyes and I'm in the same familiar jail cell. I take a few minutes to swallow my disappointment and begin my morning push-ups. Maybe tomorrow I'll wake up somewhere else. I've not lost hope. This is important, especially if you are at home and you're not yet as successful as you want to be. If you don't have your life in exactly the place you want it, if you still feel trapped, whether it's financially or some other way, you wake up and you must be dreaming of freedom. But when your eyes open after the disappointment, swallow the disappointment, take a minute and look around you and say, I deserve more than this. But then what's the important point? You must begin to work instantly. I did not miss a single day of training in that jail cell. I didn't sit and say, I'm too depressed. I'm too sad. It's too cold in this freezing cell. I didn't eat enough because it's Ramadan. No excuses. Every single day we trained, we woke up disappointed. We swallowed the disappointment and we got the training every single day. If we could train in a freezing cold jail cell in Romania, the cockroaches all around us with no idea when we're going to be allowed freedom once again you can train in a nice gym air-conditioned gym in california what is your excuse unless i gave you a menu of emotions and said choose an emotion you're not going to choose sad who would right but Choosing happy can be just as destructive also, because if your only desire is to be happy regardless, no matter what it takes, that's when you're going to eat the cake because the cake will make you happy. That's when you're going to take the drugs. Drugs will make you happy. Alcohol will make you happy. Hedonism makes you happy. Going to the club makes you happy. It's all dumb shit. If you were to choose proud or if you were to choose courageous, if you were to choose a different emotion or a different feeling inside, you would have no interest in these things. So I don't wake up and think, how do I feel happy? I don't wake up and say, will this drug make me happy? I have no interest in being happy. I wake up and say, how can I be proud of myself? What can I achieve that makes me proud of myself? How can I do things that make other people respect me and are proud of me? How do I have a day which I complete when I come home, the woman who's in my house says, wow, there's no man like you. How do I live a life so my children look at me and go, dad's a superhero? How do I make my mother call me and say, I've never, I couldn't possibly be more proud of you? I choose proud, I don't choose happy. So if you were to say to me, this cup of juice will make you happy, I'd say, I don't want it. For me, happiness is not a good indicator on how life should be lived. You shouldn't wake up and say, how happy am I today? How does that affect how I act? That's not how I operate. I wake up and say, what must be done? What will allow me to be proud of myself? What will allow me to achieve? And those things will be done regardless of how I feel. I'm a very, I'm a very content person. I live a fantastic life. I'm not miserable or depressed. I'm not sad ever, but I don't wake up and go, I want to be happy today. No, sir. I wake up and say, okay, things must be done. And those things will be completed regardless of how I feel. Regardless of how I feel. You can lock me in a dungeon for an unknown amount of time in, a Roma in Romania and I will still complete as many push-ups as I can possibly do in the dark by myself. What else am I going to do? Sit there and be sad? Happy or sad? The push-ups must be done. It's called duty. It's called honor. It's called pride. If you had these things, you would never do dumb shit in the first place. I think that everybody should have a self-projection and you have to imagine how you see yourself. And if you see yourself as a superhero and an extremely disciplined and hardworking person, 
who achieves everything he's ever wanted in life and does amazing things, you have to understand that you're not going to be able to do that on drugs. So you need to have a mental projection in your mind of who you think you can be and who you want to be. And if that person's a drug addict, then go be a drug addict. But if that person is an extremely successful, extremely hardworking, extremely intelligent, extremely respected individual, he's probably not going to be doing drugs. A lot of this is about your self-image. I don't know how you took drugs without feeling deep shame. You should have drunk that cup and instantly felt terrible, not because of what the narcotic did to you, because of who you were acting like. Where's your duty? Where's your shame? Where's your self-inflicting morality? Where's your pride? You just sat there and just took the drugs and didn't give a fuck. So that's, that's the problem with all of this shit. And it's the problem for all these addicts. If you want to wake up and say, what kind of man am I? Am I a drug addict? Well, then go be a drug addict. What kind of man am I? Am I a man who has control of his life and control of his mind? Then I'm not a drug addict. You have to make a decision. I just don't understand how you even took it in the first place. I, I can't fathom with all my massive computation in my mind, as smart as I am, I can't work out why you thought that was a smart thing to do or, or why it was worth doing or why you continue to do it. I don't understand. Do what I did, get in the cage, get in the ring. Knock someone out, get knocked out, train hard. Fighting will teach you everything you need to know about life. You'll learn everything about who you truly are. You'll learn if you're a coward or not. You'll learn everything about perseverance and hard work and dedication. Everything about being underappreciated. You learn everything about fear. You learn all of it. You learn everything about people. You win a fight, check your phone. Lose a fight, check your phone. And there used to be for men like a rite of passage. In most societies, you had to go through something to become a man, from a boy to a man. But that thing was always difficult. It's always been difficult. Now you have to self-induce it, self-inflict it. But if you're going to be a boy and never never bring on that self-inflicted rite of passage, how are you going to ever become a man? I think a man has a duty to his last name. I think we carry the last name. We have a duty to our last name. I am a Tate. I am my father's son. The reason my father so, is discussed so heavily is because of my monumental success. I keep him alive via my success. I would love to think my son does the same thing. They will talk about my son in a way where they're so interested in his life path that I must be discussed by extension and then I live forever. So I have a duty to Tate. I have a duty to my last name. I must perform. And even as a man today, you're waking up, you want to load up a porn website. You should, you should have respect for your last name. And you should sit and say, is this who I am? Is this what I do? Well, you have no dignity? Well, I have too much dignity for that shit. And a lot of these men have no dignity, no self-respect, and it's all an extension. It extends of why they're never going to be who they could be and also what they do to cope with that. And yeah, porn is a coping mechanism. If you have a porn addiction or you have a problem with porn, you have a problem with yourself because I guarantee if you're the kind of man you're supposed to be, you would have no time for that and you wouldn't need it. I can confirm that's absolutely not really the case. Yeah. So the fact you even need porn shows there's a problem with you as a man. Because if you were the kind of man you could be, and I genuinely believe that any man can become anything, then you'd have unlimited sexual options and you would have no interest in that. I think that if you are black, white, Asian, I think if you stand up, self-respect, work hard, try your best, turn up on time, firm handshake, don't make excuses for anything, don't look for an easy way out, no matter what your skin color is, in America or England or any other Western nation, I think you can be extremely successful. I don't think anything's stopping you. I was raised on welfare in Marsh Farm, which is the worst area of the worst town, Luton, with the highest crime rate. I went to a school with a 4% pass rate, single mother household effectively. So I, I started at the absolute lowest echelon of life and I would like to consider myself pretty somewhere near the top now. 
I've been through absolutely every stage. So when I say to men, you can become anything you want, and my answer to you is masculine excellence, there's no other answer. I can't tell you how to rig the game and cheat the game. So that's why I preach masculine excellence, because for many of the world's problems today, porn, sexual access, being respected by your peers, making sure that your wife's gonna stay with you after the children are born for a very long time, that's right. being happy, anything, it all comes down to who you are as a man. The, a lot of the answer, the only answer is masculine excellence. There's nothing you can do besides hard work, accept the trauma and pain and suffering and, and work harder than everyone else around you worked. And, and that's why porn's a problem. So I will genuinely say to any man out there who finds himself loading up that website, go take a look in the mirror and realize why no one wants to fuck you. Work out why and do something about it. Absolutely not our self-accountability. This is something that's also missing. I take accountability for everything in my life. Even going to jail, although it was unfair, although it's a matrix attack, although it's garbage, it was my fault. I sat there and go, what did I do wrong? How can I learn from this? Where, did, where is my part to play in this? What did I do? Because my actions are what I have the most control over. I have self-accountability for everything. If a woman doesn't want to sleep with me, I don't sit and say, ah, women are this way, society's that way. I just sit and say, okay, why? What can I change? So any man who's loading up porn needs to go have a long conversation in the mirror and realize that he's not desirable or as desirable as he should be or could be. Women are a fantastic side effect to unlimited success. It's very difficult to do everything right all the time in all realms and be extremely successful in all the realms a man should be successful and then still end up lonely. I think that's almost impossible, I would argue. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's basically almost impossible. Like, I have to try very hard to Aikido chicks away from me. It's not the opposite. And you also have to understand, man, I say this to people all the time and people laugh when I say it. I say, if you're watching this podcast as a man, when this finishes, when you've done the push-ups Tiggs told you to do, go look in the mirror and ask yourself a very simple question. If I was a girl, would I sleep with me? And the answer is probably no. Yep. Whose fault is that? Yep. You. Because she, she has all the choices in the world. She can choose anybody she wants. Why would she choose you? Are you really that funny and interesting and unique? Are your life stories really that cool? Tell me something you've done that nothing, no, one else, no other man's ever done. Tell me something about you that's genuinely unique. And this is where a lot of my message gets confused, and especially MSM and everyone who attacks me and all this garbage. I talk, I've been told I, I talk quite pessimistically, but I try and explain to men, if you want to stand out, if you want to be different, if you want to be the kind of man who can talk about himself in a way and be discussed by females in a way that other men can't be discussed, you need to go through some bullshit. You're never going to become interesting and unique and the kind of man that can't be replicated through all the happy things in your life. You can't just go to the fucking circus and eat popcorn and come out and be a G. You're a G when you've suffered. That's the reality of it. Every single man you meet who people respect, both men and women, usually has a story that makes you think, ooh, I wouldn't want to be that guy. Ouch, that would have hurt. Yep. That was difficult. And so when you tell me something like, oh, I lost 115 grand in crypto, I actually think that's a very soft story. Fine. But what have you at least learned from that? Can you at least tell the story in a compendious and interesting way? Can you even sit down and tell somebody that story in a way which is engaging enough for them to listen to you? Do you at least have a joke out of it? Most of these, most men can't even tell a story in a funny way, bro. Something will happen to them. They can't even repeat it in a way they no one wants to listen to. What was the point of losing your money if you can't even tell anybody around the fucking table with some drinks and be fun about it? So what's the lessons here? You're boring. You can't talk. You're a dork. Those are the first three lessons you need to fix. Next is, why is that all the money you got? You're broke. How did it happen? You're stupid. 
You have a whole bunch of lessons you need to internalize, and that event could be the best event that ever happened to you to change you as a man to become the kind of person who doesn't give a shit about $115,000. So God gives you these chances to suffer so you can level up your character, but I'll often tell you, most of you people at home which are complaining that your life is difficult, I'll actually argue that most of your lives are too easy. Even, even though that God gives you these chances to level up and God gives you these difficulties, most most of you, 99% of you need to adopt more difficulty yourselves. I mean, you need to wake up and find more struggle yourself if you truly want to be a fierce competitor. I mean, yep, you got to find pain. And this is where, again, it goes back to leveling up your character and your network and who you are as a man. You had that money in the bank. Your bills were obviously paid. Did you at least use that time to become fearsome? Did you at least use that time to become the kind of man who can wear a normal ass t-shirt but still look like Hercules? Because if you didn't, if you didn't, then you wasted the money anyway. That's exactly, this, that's the kind of thing you should have been doing as bare minimum standard. That's bare minimum. And men speak without speaking. I can meet somebody without saying a word, and within the first three seconds, I know he's a bitch or not. Everybody knows this is how men operate. We instantly can analyze somebody and see if they have value or not. It's something that's almost instinctual that you can't explain. So the easiest way, I have a lot of people ask me, hey, how do I come across as high value? Be high value? How about that? That's the easiest way to do it. Why are you trying to fake? Why are you trying to lie? This is what's truly amazing about the masculine experience. I have so many people message me, and I, I get thousands of emails a day, and people are always looking for this hack or this cheat or this quick way to achieve something, you have to just become the man. There's no other way to really do a lot of things, but I guarantee if I were, your dad doesn't even know me, but I guarantee if I were to speak to him for 10 minutes because of the way I would articulate myself, because of the way I would express my opinion, because of who I am, because of my physicality, because of the car I turn up in, he'd probably be more likely to listen to me than you, his own son. Why? That's your fault. And that's something you've decided to be. It's a decision you've decided to make. And, and this is what I don't understand. I truly don't understand how most men don't wake up and think, shit, I'm not good enough. And I think you need that degree of uh, insecurity, I guess, and anxiety that's going to propel you towards the top because there's always more work to do. And you're competing against people like us who are out here to destroy you. And that's the reality of the game. You have to take absolute and utter accountability in your life as for a man. Everything. For everything. It's all your fault. There's nobody else's fault. It's your fault. And I'm t I, I was literally sitting in jail with a bullshit garbage case, which I know is all imaginary saying this is my fault somehow you have to find out otherwise you don't get the lesson in it the guy who had the 2.4 million gambled or the guy who lost 115 grand that's your fault yeah. good what have you learned from it have you actually learned anything or you're just sitting there going i wish i had it back because if you didn't learn anything you lost it all for nothing right yep. and if you did genuinely learn something then you're going to change your life for it because i don't think most people can learn anything unless it's painful i've never seen people learn lessons the easy way when someone learns a lesson the easy way you know what they think they think i got away with it Yep. over and over again until it eventually burns and stings them and that's the only time they learn humans only learn the hard way so when you finally get a hard lesson fantastic however you lost 115 grand i guarantee it won't happen again unless you're a dummy you need to pay attention to it so you need to be happy that these lessons come you just have to make sure you ingest them and you don't allow them to happen to you again